0: You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Thursday. We are back in doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Whole, publisher of Wolverines Wire, through USA Today Sports Media Group. And... We got JJ McCarthy, Marion Walker, and Jalen Harrell in uh, the press conference today. So I want to break down some of the things because good stuff. Um, Nothing groundbreaking, nothing earth shattering, uh, or anything like that. But certainly, uh, it is worth uh, worth talking about, especially because we've been in spring preview mode, and that's. Not over, but we're not doing the breakdowns that we were doing. So, um, that is what we are going to do. So, let's start with the most important position on the team. Uh, and that is the quarterback, JJ McCarthy. Um, I actually have the full transcript. So, I'm just going to kind of go through, I'm not going to just sit there and read the transcript, but I'm going to react to some of the things that I think are notable. Uh, so he is physically bigger. He said that he was playing at 193 last year, and right now he's between oscillating between 205 and 207. Looks physically bigger. Remember, he is a freshman. He was a little string bean. I I, I was kind of remarking, looking at him today, at how young he still looks when you consider like Wilton Spade as a junior looked like a grown adult. <laughs> you know. John O'Corn as a junior, looked like a grown adult. In some ways, J.J. McCarthy, uh, who this isn't a knock on him. I, this is actually the opposite. It's a huge compliment. I wish, we, we even though I was probably in his same shoes, I uh, wish we all could look that youthful. Um, but, uh, but now he looks a little bit more filled out, right? Like he looks like he can more easily take one of those types of hits that he takes when he's running, you know? And he, he said he doesn't know how that necessarily affects his game bulking up. But I mean, when you think of Colin Kaepernick, or even more importantly, Andrew Luck, when Andrew Luck was a quasi dual thread, not really, but he took off and ran here and there. And I, I think of like he, he kind of looked more like a linebacker than a quarterback in a lot of ways. Man, yeah, I'm I'm I know I, I'm building it up a little bit too much in my mind. It's not completely accurate. But it's JJ McCarthy is on his way there, two oh seven, with a full spring, summer conditioning, fall camp to continue to build if that's what they want to do. So that's cool. That's great stuff. Um and uh, like, he, like he said, bigger, faster, stronger. That's what he's hoping that it's going to be. Um, one thing that he didn't say that uh, was said about him by Jalen Harrell because he was talking about J.J. things and how frustrating it is as an edge rusher. You get out there, you try to do some J.J., you know, you try to get him. You're almost going to get him. And then he does J.J. things in which he, again, compared him to Patrick Mahomes. I heard about some, uh, I believe this was last week, A little flip, like an underarm flip that he did. Maybe that was Jalen Harrell today. I don't know. (laughs) It all blends together. Every day is exactly the same uh, as Trent Reznor once said. But um, it's uh, something like that. He spins out. You think you're about to get him. He spins out and does something. Uh, But J.J. also said that because he was asked about J.J. things in the whole thing is He's like, I need to play within the constraints of the system. That said, I hope they break it open a little bit more, right? Instead of just telling JJ, don't do those things. Do some of them. Now, don't throw two pick sixes in the college football playoff. That's not going to work. But certainly, you know, he's had a couple moments where he's completed passes against Penn State. Although one of them was a pick six against Penn State, but he had one that was like a great throw. JJ, don't ever do that again, type throw. And he did the same thing against Purdue. Um, I'm kind of fine with that, as long as it, you know, it it happens in the positive. There's no way to guarantee that, but that's kind of what makes sometimes a great, great quarterback. You know, your Aaron Rodgers of the um, of yesteryear, especially against the Detroit Lions, always seemed like. Anytime you felt that on a big play, like an absolute necessity play for the Detroit Lion defense, you know, there's a snap, Aaron Rodgers he drops back, oh, and the Detroit Lions have him dead to rights. He escapes the pocket. He buys some time, eyes downfield, Green Bay first down, big first down, touchdown, something. And it's number one on Sports Center. I think J.J. McCarthy has that type of moxie. So I want to see it more. Right? But I get it. Constraints of the system. Michigan prides a quarterback that doesn't turn it over. And, hey, he didn't really turn it over a lot last year. It was just unfortunate that he had two turnovers in the final game of the season. I asked him, uh, I asked him because Jim Harbaugh said that the TCU game was a season in and of itself. And here's how JJ responded. I think it was exactly that. Like he couldn't have said it better. Is there's so much you could learn from. I mean, especially like emotionally going through that game. Now I have a reference point if a game there's a game where we're down or we're fighting and they just keep hitting us back with more counter punches. I'll know how to react to it and I won't let emotions take control like they did the last time so it's an admission that emotions kind of took control although again i think like both the the pick sixes came at inopportune times michigan's you know the game's beginning michigan later is kind of climbing back into it i think that he did a pretty good job of bouncing back but they didn't completely finish right You know, it wasn't just all him. The defense gave up 51 points. Well, not 51. They gave up 37 points. And that's not good, right? Uh, It's the only game all season where Michigan gave up anywhere close to as much as they gave up. Keep in mind, Ohio State, the top offense, but rated higher than TCU. They allowed 23 points. And it was in their house. Uh difference between la- uh this spring and last spring. Uh just he he says it's effortless and it's because he's able to get on the same page with everybody. Last spring, remember he didn't play really, he was taking mental reps, as they say, but it was more of um a situation though where it was a competition. Still. And now he doesn't have the competition. So that is awesome. An awesome thing for him if he feels like that's allowing him the more confidence to be able to do what he needs to do. Now, uh, he seems to think it's going great for that reason. Some guys need the competition and some guys maybe don't. I don't think that J.J. McCarthy is going to take it lax because he's the just because he's the guy because he doesn't have anyone breathing down his neck. I don't think that he's that type of guy. I think that that helps in the early going, but entering junior year, I think that he's the kind of guy that he knows what he needs to accomplish and he's going to do everything he can to accomplish it. So uh, he called Kirk Campbell, a wizard in the past game or any, and he, he had noted later on that the, there was a difference between um, Matt Weiss and he, he said, Matt Weiss is more of like, okay, we're going to address that mistake in due time, but coming up next, <laughs> you know, and um, he said that Kurt Campbell's like, no, we're going to, we're going to address this mistake right now. He says he has a different kind of energy, whereas Matt Weiss was more stoic, which I don't know Kirk Campbell. I did know Matt Weiss. Uh, I do know him to be relatively stoic. So, all right, we're going to continue on uh, and with the JJ stuff, we're probably just going to spend the next segment in JJ, then we'll we'll address uh, more so with Marion Walker than Jalen Harrell. I don't think that Jalen Harrell had anything that was necessarily like, man, we really got to get to this. That's kind of par for the course for, for Jalen Harrell. And I think it's also because for whatever reason, we don't ask like super amazing questions. I don't feel like I personally ask great questions anymore. I feel like I, I, I am clammed up compared to before. People used to always tell me I ask great questions. Now I feel like I'm just Lobbing it up, little softball. Here you go. Hit right back to me. All right, I got it. You want another one? There you go. I'm just tired, man. <laughs> I am just tired. Anyway, all right, well, let's continue on here in just a moment. Before we do that, the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. This bonus bet's back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain, plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000. In bonus bets, when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Uh, college basketball is happening. Michigan's in the NIT. The secondary tournament. The real tournament's happening. Uh, I haven't watched any today, to be honest, because I, I was working and then I took Zuri for a walk and I came back and watched the, the first episode of Shadow and Bone. And then I was just like kind of watching some stuff on my phone while Shadow and Bone was playing. And then I took... And then I had to take a nap before we did this because I just, I've been drained all day. You know, you ever have one of those days where it's just like you could sleep all day. That's been my day in particular. Um, so I kind of feel bad that I miss, like I don't, but I don't, so don't care about the NCAA double tournament, uh, this year, the way that I would, if Michigan was in it, right? Like it's, I like the, it's the whole thing. You would think maybe it could go the other way. There's no concern. I could just delve into it. um, I'm not feeling that way. It's like kind of like, oh, well, whatever. Plus, I'm more so waiting for uh, tomorrow's games, but I'm not going to see much because it's pro day and all of that. But I'm, I am kind of more excited for tomorrow's games. But it's been fun watching like Virginia lose. Uh, watching uh, who, who was the other big one? There was the two seed that lost, and I'm just completely blanking on who it was. Oh, it's right there. Arizona. There it is. Hilarious. Anyhow. All right, let's get back to this J.J. McCarthy stuff. Um, it was asked about Donovan Edwards. Uh, I, I know that someone's working on a feature on Donovan Edwards. So there's been a lot of Donovan Edwards questions the last week. Um, but uh, asked about his performance against Ohio State and, like, how, how much do you go back and look at that? And this is the important thing. We don't. Because... That's in the past. It's like Rafiki, <laughs> you know, it's in the past. So uh, I think that that's, uh, that's a good mentality to have. Again, JJ McCarthy exudes the good mentality to have. That's the great part of it. Here's, a, I'll, I'll add this part here. I will read his quote here How much of an impact is it entering spring as a starter? That's not the exact question. I don't transcribe the exact question asked, I transcribe the exact answer. Tremendous, tremendous impact because it feels like I have a solid foundation right now and it's so much easier to grow upon that foundation when it's safe, secure and just being able to know where I'm at. There's no like, I'm in, not in my head as much. Everything's happening so effortlessly now and just with the preparation coming into the season, like we all have fall camp to prepare for too for the season and it's just going to do wonders for me and I just can't wait to see how the season plays out because of it. So where I take away from that and I know we kind of actually talked about that already. But that is still important. The effortless part is interesting because what I want to see him be able to do is just be able to see the field and have an innate, won't actually be innate, it will be the preparation, it will be the connection with the receivers, it will be a recognition of the defense in advance as well as as it's happening and for J.J. to be able to see it all and being able to deliver that is something that he is capable of, but we hadn't seen it really come to that full next level. I feel like we saw J.J. do it in his spot duty in the first game uh, as a starter in the second game and as a starter in the third game last year, but those were very minimal, and that's why I think he was able to really uh, – why he, was, he I think he missed one pass in those three games, and it was a drop. I think he has that in him, that ability to recognize. But once the competition level rose, it wasn't as pretty. They didn't ask him to do as much in a lot of ways. And then when they went and played Rutgers for a little while, they were trying to come out slinging and it just didn't work. So I hope that they do have a little bit more of a foresight of, like, we really need to hammer his ability home, right? And that that is also where... Um, and I lost my train of thought as soon as I started segueing. (laughs) So I know it's something that was later on. So we'll get to that momentarily since I forgot midstream, uh, turning the page against TCU. He said that uh, as soon as the clock hit zero, I wouldn't say it was right as the clock hit zero. Uh, there certainly was, uh, some anger in that immediate aftermath. He answered one question and left the press conference. It was the first time he's had to address the media after a loss in his college career. So it makes sense. I personally gave him a pass for that. Uh, but I, I can attest that it, hours later, he seemed like the J.J. of old. So I do think that they turned the page. And also part of it, as he said, is we had to start trying to figure out what the next, how do we let this not happen? It, it, that's the mentality you want from a guy coming out of a loss like that. Instead of just being sorry for yourself, sitting there saying like, all right, here's what we got to do better. Here's what we didn't do well in this immediate bad stuff. And here's what we need to do better. So that's the right mentality to have. Uh, I think this is what I was trying to get to. Uh, It's the the balance in the passing game. I want you, I do want to see more balance in the passing game. He was asked about it, and he said, "I'm not sure. Uh, There's been talks about what it's going to be—the offense being run pass. But I guess we just have to wait and see because there's always been talks, but stuff changes. We'll just have to see throughout the season. I'm not saying that they need to just all of a sudden become air raid, but I think that you can become more 50-50. They're certainly not going to become 60 percent pass and 40 percent run because you got Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, but you certainly." Here's the thing. If, if a team thinks you're going to pass and you're really good at passing, then suddenly it opens up things for the run, especially for the big run. Really, and I've said this a bunch of times, the Michigan offense has the capability of being all things at all times because you've got two of the best running backs in the country. You have a former five-star who can also run the ball, And who is now of a bigger size to be able to be harder to bring down. He's going to be able to take some hits better. Uh, That creates a situation where uh, you're going to have to respect all of those things. And if he can complete the ball the way he was early in the season, I mean, it it, it can be an unstoppable offense. It's just a matter of Michigan dialing it in correctly. So we'll see. Uh, That might be all I want to cover here. Let's see. Uh, yeah, pretty much that's, that's all I wanted to really cover from JJ McCarthy, but I thought insightful as always energetic, happy. You can look into his eyes and see a gleam there. And I'm not even, that's not even hyperbole. There's a spark in his eyes that I have never seen from just about anyone. (laughs) It's, it's something and he's just a good dude. And that's what you want. That's what you want to be able to hear if you're a Michigan fan. Like, you know, there's certainly some guys, and excuse my language, it's not even real language, but you know, that guy's a bastard. JJ McCarthy is not that. Then um, sometimes you need the guy that's going to be a little bit more rough around the edges. And as long as you got a guy with a competitive drive, the way that JJ McCarthy has, then it's great. If that he's, you know good player better person that's the best thing that i can say about jj mccarthy all right let's continue on with marion walker reaction stuff i'm not gonna really go point by point and kind of give general and if i remember anything particularly pertinent from Jalen harrell then we'll get to that as well i'll tell you what i mean i'm having a great time with this episode to be honest I feel like it's cheating going, like, point by point with J.J. McCarthy. But, I mean, that's just kind of where we're at, you know. And um, we will be doing more recruiting stuff, more so probably after the spring. Uh, after spring the spring game is over. I'm a little bit more inundated with uh, the typical beat stuff. But once that's over, uh, yes, partially out of necessity on my end. Uh, and because I want to have things to talk about and all of that, we'll probably do a bit more recruiting stuff. I might even try to get some recruits on the show. Um, we've done that before. It's been a long time and it was usually guys who had committed, but, uh, we'll probably try to do a little bit more stuff like that down the road. Uh, so probably once we move into the new house, we're not going to have the studio up and going until probably fall at the earliest. Cause it's, it's going to need the whole the the works the it's going to need some cement and then flooring and insulation and drywall it's not going to be a ton of work but um you know a lot of money's going out one way <laughs> because buying a house you know how it goes anyhow um that's the that's the future plans amarian walker we talked to amarian walker and he actually had a lot to say and I mean it was all kind of on the same lines right i don't think that it was Anything particularly groundbreaking, because I think we had heard a lot of the groundbreaking stuff. But I think the, the part that really interested me is when I asked him, why does Jim Harbaugh call you a unicorn? And he says, "It's because I'm the best athlete in the country. And it's like, why are you so humble? <laughs> you know? Um, But that's, again, for a wide receiver or cornerback, that is the attitude you want them to have. You know, you you can have... You can have your quarterback who's a silent killer. That's fine. As long as they have every, you know, all the things there. I don't really want a wide receiver or a cornerback to just be completely mellow. You know, it's, there's a reason why when you, when you look at, like, the NFL, and they don't have one right now, I don't think, but it always seems like the NFL, you're always waiting for who's that next, like, number one receiver. Jerry Rice actually is probably the, you know, and, and uh, Calvin Johnson are like the two exceptions to the rule because they were always like, they were the best and they were also kind of mellow. But it always seems like, oh, who's this next, like this young guy, finally, a wide receiver without an ego. This guy's just, he's got a heart of gold. And his name is T.O. <laughs> and then before you know it, it's like, oh, no, he's a diva. Oh, but this guy right here finally he's the anti-TO he's a guy with a heart of gold he's not gonna go crazy ab chad on Cinco, just keep going through the list they always become crazy uh and a lot of times the same with corners right richard sherman wasn't exactly a it's a different type of crazy But Richard Sherman, it was always very outspoken. Usually that's kind of what you see corners being is, you know, going to be a little bit more outspoken. Heck, even at Michigan. Yeah. You might get some quieter guys like Channing Stribling and Jeremy Clark, but who was the other guy in that room? It was JD, you know, and JD was going to let you know that, that tends to be how, when you, when you see the successful cornerbacks, they tend, they're going to let you know. And you could feel that from Amari and Walker, right? The confidence. And, but then he said, like, well, now that I'm a corner, I'm not doing a whole lot of talking. But you, again, is that it's out of confidence. It's not out of meekness. Meek, she'll inherit the earth, by the way. But, you know, at the same time, that doesn't mean that they're going to inherit a, a bunch of interceptions and pass breakups, you know? So, uh, it's, uh, that, that was kind of interesting to hear, um, but he he had mentioned that the first position he ever played in high school was defensive back, and while he said four or five schools were recruiting him at uh, at corner, he wanted to be a wide receiver. However, once he got on campus, he still was kind of missing the defensive back position a little bit, and, of course, this is, in a way, contingent on him being able to do both. And he said there's a plan in place. It will be like certain plays he'll that they'll have certain packages for him at wide receiver. But the plan is for him to get the defense down and then they'll get those packages together and then he'll be able to come over to the other side of the ball. I'll be curious to see if it works. We did see it work with Jabril Peppers, but they asked him to do everything all the time. Outside of that, we haven't really seen Many guys do both things. We did see Khalil Mullings in the Big Ten Championship game go right from off, you know, getting a touchdown and make a tackle on the, the first play from scrimmage. So it does happen. It's just rare. So I'll be curious to see. But I thought that he it, 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 it intrigued me. He was, a little, he was a little soft-spoken in terms of, I mean, he had the confidence, but he talked really quiet. And that's fine, right? You don't necessarily need to be loud and brash. Although, if you're going to be a wide receiver, you probably need to be. So, maybe he is better suited. Ronnie Bell, believe it or not, a little bit loud and brash, right? Cornelius Johnson's not loud and brash, but he's, he's going to look through you. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll tell you what. He's smart as a whip, as the old timers say. And he'll, he'll get you in a different way. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I think it's interesting. He's it, that it's uh, that's where they're going to go with. All right, that's all the thoughts I really have. Jalen Harrell didn't really say anything groundbreaking that's worth discussing at the moment. Um, so uh, Friday we got Pro Day. I'm sure there'll be some, you know some interesting stuff coming out of that. I'm looking forward to that. So we'll talk about whatever comes out of the 13 guys we meet with. I think we can fill a half hour. So, for tonight, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Friday, and then we'll have the mailbag on Saturday. Talk to you soon. Peace.